eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 39 of the Fly the W670 podcast. We just told you about... The Reds finishing up the year on a winning note, pounding out 15 runs against the Reds and handing them their 100th loss of the season. Crowley and I want to now take you through the year 2022. We're going to start off with a little off-season news, and we're going to take you up until the All-Star break during this segment. You know, Dustin, again, the off-season last year sucked. No no Cubs con, <laughs> no Cubs con, lockout, just absolutely no baseball talk. And, and, and it really was a tale of two seasons. You have the first half and the second half. The first half really was miserable. The second half was a lot more fun, and it really kind of made uh, watching Cubs baseball, like I said, if, if you just would have watched the second half, you would have had a great time. Um, the offseason really starts in November 7th when the clubs, the Cubs claimed Wade Miley off of waivers from the Reds. They signed Jan Gomes to a two-year deal on November 30th, Clint Frazier on the same day to a one-year deal. December 1st, right before the lockout, they signed Marcus Stroman, three-year, $71 million deal. And that was the first of a move that, 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 that really is the beginning of the Cubs starting to open the pocketbook again. Um, now you have nothing from December 1st until the lockout ends. March 13th, the Cubs signed Jesse Chavez, who pitched for them in 2018. March 15th, they signed Angelton Simmons. March 16th, they signed David Robertson. And March 17th, Chris Martin. All of these were to one-year deals. But the big one is March 18th, Seiya Suzuki gets a five-year, $70 million. And, and, and you know, let's remember it was you, Darvish, who sold Seiya on Chicago. And again, another big free agent splash for the Cubs after not having any free agent splashes for a couple of years in 19 or 20. And so that was exciting. And then March 19th, they signed Jonathan VR, Daniel Norris, and Drew Smiley to one-year deals. So was it the greatest offseason? No, I would give it like a C, you know, C-plus maybe. But I think in general, you know, some of those deals, obviously, like Wade Miley didn't pan out. Uh Drew Smiley ended up doing good, but it wasn't, again, until the second half that you really saw, saw that. But a lot of these one-year deals ended up really coming out to help the Cubs, like David Robertson and Chris Martin. So, you know, right. kind of and a the mixed key, And the two big there. ones, right, the two big ones, and it's still too early to tell exactly, is, is Seiya Suzuki and obviously Marcus Stroman. Too early to tell. 
you know, when we're doing this podcast at this time next year, we'll have a much better answer to how the 2022 two big deals were going at that point. I just feel that for whatever reason, and I can't explain it. I mean, for say, you can understand more than Marcus, but it always seems like players struggle their first year of free agency. You take a look at John Lester in 2015. He kind of didn't get started really till the second half, if you recall. Mm-hmm. And it was a struggle. And and I think Marcus Stroman's going to be a much better pitcher next year. And I think that Seiya Suzuki, I'm, I'm looking for market improvement from him. Yep, absolutely. All right, that takes us into uh, opening day, Crowley, against the Brew Crew. Hey, I love an opening day win. We don't usually get a lot of them. And that was a 5-4. to four. You remember, they took the series from mm-hmm. Milwaukee and, and against right. Corbin Burns and all these guys. But the Cubs finished the first month of baseball 8-13. and 13. Um, really wasn't that great. You know, you just, if, if there was a frustrating month, because if you looked at the schedule, you knew that May was going to be, May and June were going to be really, really tough. And you figured, okay, maybe you can sit there and, and, and try to make some hay in the, at the beginning of the season. You knew that you had, uh, when you were looking at the calendar, there was guys like, uh, there was teams like Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, you know, coming in and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, we can maybe do some damage here, and then when we get to the tougher months, then it's not going to look as bad, but that, that's not how it played out. They just unfortunately didn't really do much in April, and that was kind of a, a, a annoying month, I would say. It's probably, to me, one of the most annoying months out of all of them. Yeah, and it could only get better, Crowley, as they turn the page into May, right? Well, you you would think that that would be the case, but not so much. You know, this was roughly about the same. They finished 12th and 16th. May 8th and 9th, uh, Dave, Marcus Stroman and David Robertson were placed on the COVID IL. That brought up a classic moment where Frank Schwindel was optioned to Iowa. Something happened to his tire. He never makes it down, and he ends up <laughs> flying coach to meet the team in San Diego, helping the Cubs win two of three. Uh, on May one of, 10th, the be- wait- one of the one of the better stories when we look back on it, right? That was that was a fun story, right? It's one of those things, especially Dustin, for you guys on the morning show talk radio. It's just, it's just you know, it was a friend of mine actually who was there watching him uh, on the whatchamacallit, in this in a in a coach seat. You know, he's just like he was going to the game, and he's sitting there telling me, "Hey, uh, Frank Schwindel's on the plane." You know, Frank the takes in the middle seat. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, hilarious. So that was, that was something. And then you, you, you take a look at what ends up happening is that on uh, May 10th, Wade Miley makes his Cubs debut after starting the season on the IL. And it was the, you know, the first of many of these trips on and off the IL for Wade Miley never really happens. May 11th is a bizarre one. Nico Horner is injured colliding with an umpire and he's put on the IL on May 15th. On May 17th, the Cubs call up two players that are going to play a big part in the 2022 season. Christopher Morrell is called up from Tennessee, and Brandon Hughes is called up from Iowa. Morrell would hit a home run in his first at-bat, a classic one with Wilson Contreras uh, reminding him to breathe and everyone going crazy when he hit that and he forgets to tag first base. And he would go on to have a 22-game on-base streak to start his career. Um, that, That was just phenomenal. Um, according to the, uh, you know, and then Hughes on his first debut struck out five of six batters. He was credited with facing becoming just the first, the fourth cub reliever since 1901 to have at least five strikeouts in an MLB debut. So, you know, obviously Morrell would play a lot in center, second, short, wherever they would need him. And Brandon Hughes was a lot of times 
David Ross came more and more to trust him coming in the eighth and ninth inning with Brandon Hughes. That was a, you know, they told him in South Bend, you're not going to make it as an outfielder here. We just got too much outfield talent coming up. Would you ever give pitching a try? And sure enough, you know, that's what he does. And he has transformed himself into a really solid pitcher. Yeah, it's been a really good story, the story of Brandon Hughes, and Christopher Morell's been a fantastic story. I remember being really ticked off when Nico got hit with that umpire. I, I totally blame the umpire for that, and he went on the IL. But, hey, if that doesn't happen, we may not know the story of Christopher Morell right now. And, 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 you know, he's just such a fun kid. I really hope that, you know, the fact that he plays so many positions so well – you know, it helps him, but but there's, there's going to be a lot of roster shuffling that we're going to have to take a look at and wonder who's going to stay and who's not. Absolutely right. May 20th was an exciting day. Fergie Jenkins is finally honored with his statue, and for the first time ever, we get to see how Statue Row looks with all the Cubs player statues now in Gallagher way. So no longer on Addison and Sheffield, no longer is Ernie on Addison and Clark. The only one left is is Harry on Waveland and Sheffield. Uh, greeting fans to the bleachers. But I was there that day when Fergie got his statue revealed and it was just such a truly emotional moment. Um, you know, the Cubs did a wonderful job with the ceremony and, you know, the elder statesman now, Billy Williams really gave a wonderful speech and, and, you know, Fergie was there with his family, with a lot of people from his hometown of Chatham, Ontario and uh, threw out the first pitch. And, and there was, just, it was a beautiful day and I, I'll never forget her Fergie walking down, towards Gallagher way in his 10 gallon hat and his uh, nice blue suit. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, Fergie's class act. I'm glad he's been honored the way he has. Matt thir- May 30th, we may have forgotten about this guy. Matt Swarmer debuts, goes six innings against the Brewers. He gave up four runs, but for a while, Matt Swarmer was a guy that looked interesting and uh Hopefully, you know, he can do some more for the Cubs uh, next year. You'll just obviously start probably at AAA. Um, unfortunately, uh, Seiya Suzuki on the same day is put on the IL with a finger injury sliding into second. May 31st, Nick Madrigal makes his Cubs debut long awaited. Yeah, and uh, the Seiya Suzuki, uh, I got a blister on my finger was something that we talked quite a bit about on the Mully and Haw show. He was out for far, far too long for me. Yeah, you know, it was a dis. I think it was a. Uh, I don't know if it was dislocated or not, but it just obviously some issues, and uh, I don't know. You know, he was trying to get back maybe a little too early, but you know, it it, it was about a month, a little over a month, and uh, it was a while that he was out. So, you know, it, it that now takes us to June, which is oof, oof. It, this it, was for me, Crowley. This was the worst <laughs> month. This was the worst of them um, by far. We, we, we had some struggles here. They finished with a 10-17 and 17 record. There was a season-high 10-game losing streak uh, with brutal series losses to St. Louis, New York, a four-game sweep by the Padres, and they lost three of four to Pittsburgh. That's where they almost lost me. That's when they almost lost me. That one game saved us from losing mm-hmm. Dustin. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
But there was a glimmer of hope during June. Uh, Caleb Killian, acquired in the Chris Bryan trade, made his debut uh, in the second half of a doubleheader on the Cardinals. I was at that game. It was absolutely electric. He went five up, five innings, gave up three runs on three hits, but his stuff looked fantastic. He's not going to stick around long. There was definitely some work that still needs to be done. But, you know, I hope, you know, with a lot of these guys that I'm able to say I was there when Caleb Killian made his debut. In the words of Les Grobstein, I was there. I was there. Rest in peace, Les. Uh, June 9th, the Cubs narrowly avoid arbitration with Wilson Contreras. He signs a contract. But the, obviously the contract situation hung over Wilson and the Cubs all season long. You know, the, always being brought up, whether it was, you know, waiting to get his contract done, uh, arbitration to the trade deadline, to the end of the year, the season where people are just asking him questions nonstop. And we were constantly going through this. So not a lot of fun. June 10th, Wade Miley is reinstated from the IL. June 11th, he goes back on the IL. <laughs> There's a nice little revolving door. He pitched a couple innings against the Yankees and that just killed the bullpen. He wasn't able to go. And then Marcus Stroman would also join him on the 11th on the IL. June 10th also saw Clint Frazier DFA'd before the Yankees series. He would accept an assignment with Iowa, but he would not be called back up to the big league team again. He was someone we thought, uh, you know, maybe deserved, you know, a, a closer look at the time, but, you know, he ended up having an appendix issue. Uh, he wasn't very happy at all with how the Cubs handled his uh, DFAing with New York. He was really looking forward to that series, and it never seemed like he really kind of got back on track after that. No, he never, absolutely he never got back on track. No, and so June 24th, David Bodie was reinstated from the 60-day IL. He had uh, injured himself the previous season, so it was a while before David Bodie. June 25th, Adrian Sampson makes his start, going five innings and giving up two runs versus the Cardinals, and it just led to a series of starts for Adrian where we always talked about he didn't get the win, but he always kept the Cubs in the game. Oh, absolutely. Always keeping always keeping the Cubs around. Um, that was just, gosh, Crowley June was just so horrifically bad overall. Just, oh, that one just really was a gut punch. Kick to the lower regions, if you know what I mean. June just sucked for the Cubs. No, it, it, it was bad. And and so we, we look at it now, and, and, and it, it wasn't fun there, you know. And, and then you get into July. And the Cubs went 11 and 14 in July. So not as bad as June, but you're still sitting there. You know, you have a nine-game losing streak, which was the second longest of the season, followed by a six-game winning streak in the middle of July. July 1st, Seiya Suzuki returns from the IOL, as does Marcus Stroman on July 9th. But on July 7th, Kyle Hendricks, who just was never right throughout the entire season, he's put on the IL for the remainder of the season. And he's going to be a guy that we're really going to want to keep the radar up on, Kyle Hendricks, exactly how he is progressing, how he's improving, and what in the world will he look like? And will he be a Cub? Is he a guy, Crowley? Because he is very affordable. And because they had as much success as they had grooming some young pitchers in the second half of 2022, could Kyle Hendricks have thrown his last ball as a Cub? That, that's something that we definitely need to keep an eye on and consider. Well, Dustin, you know, hopefully like he is, he, it looks like he is, unless something happens beyond belief with Wilson Contreras, he is the last of the Mohicans, as we like to say. Um, and so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, 
but I would say that, you know, you, do you want some sort of bridge or are some of these young guys that we've talked about, whether it's Keegan, whether it's Hayden, whether it's Caleb Killian, uh, do one of these guys push Stroman out? I don't know. And that's where, that's where, when you were asking me earlier and we were discussing, um, we were discussing about where we see, you know, Hayden Wisniewski and where we see uh, Keegan Thompson, those type of guys. That's what I was kind of saying, you know, you can limit their innings by kind of having them go maybe two, maybe three innings, you know, twice a week, maybe. Right. And then all of a sudden you get to the all-star break and you're, you get to that trade deadline and you wonder, is there a contending team that could use a Kyle Hendricks or if they re-sign Drew Smiley, is there a contending team that would would be interested and then you trade those two guys and then you have your 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 pieces to step in 